Hello everyone and welcome back to the Entertain Minds Complicated People. My name is Marcus and today I am joined by your host, David. Hello. And Harry. Hello. On today's episode, we will be talking about Gamescom 2021 and the digital-only events that have been happening recently. And we will be talking about the hottest lawsuit at the moment, which is Apple vs Epic Games. So, on to our first topic now, and that is Blade. Uh, the Blade film has been pushed back. So, um, for those that don't actually know what Blade is, just to start off, Blade was actually a um, a movie a long time ago uh, with Wesley Snipes in, and uh, it's basically Blade is a vampire, um, like a vampire hunter. He's part vampire, part human, and he, uh, yeah, he, he basically just goes out and kills vampires. Pretty good movies. I mean, the first one's pretty good. Second one's okay. The third one is yeah it's it's not amazing but blade was absent from the most recent teaser that was released by marvel about the new phase 4 movies and this is because blade actually isn't going to be part of phase 4 and the production was moved from this september to july 2022 and um so uh apparently if the 2022 shoot works out the movie could end up premiering in 2023 so this would be quite interesting not gonna lie um i would love to to see how they're going to reinvent Blade if they're going to do that at all. To be completely honest, I didn't know Blade was a Marvel film until um, until a couple months back when I was uh, looking up Blade and I was like, oh damn, this is actually a Marvel movie. Um, obviously not part of the MTU, but it's going to be one of these things where they, like they did with Spider-Man, they're going to have the original kind of movies and then they're going to have the ones that are part of the MTU. So I'd actually like to see that. Um, I would really like to see how they're going to do Blade, whether Wesley Snipes is going to make a cameo, probably not. But yeah, basically, uh, Blade is going to be probably released in 2023, which, again, I have no issues with them moving things back, and since this doesn't even look like it was intended to be part of Phase 4. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have seen Blade, and I, I don't know how uh, if any of you guys are excited about this. I mean, what's your thoughts on this, David? Um, sorry, uh, yeah, so, to be honest, I've not watched the Blade's movies, the Blade movies um but i know a little bit about it uh, as you said he's the uh sort of the mcu's vampire vampire slayer right yep uh and so i think i've i've seen a bunch of uh clips of him using his swords and i know uh basically what he what he what he looks like um and i all, basically all my knowledge of uh of blade comes from like big bang theory because i know they reference him a lot there um i'm pretty sure i might be wrong here but i think ryan reynolds is in one of them is that is that true uh i actually don't know he might be um i have seen all of them but it's that's going a little bit back I'll have to, I'll quickly double check that. I'm pretty sure he's in the, I'm pretty sure he's in one. He's got like the weird, like the ugly goatee, Blade Trinity, I think it's called. Or... Yeah, he's in Blade Trinity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that that's, I mean, it seems futuristic, I think, right? Would that be correct? Sort of like, uh, mm. like a post a lot post-apocalyptic world not necessarily it's more it's more so kind of in modern day but it's right. um but like what it what it is is it's kind of like vampires to the general public they don't really know they exist and so uh it's kind of blade's job to kind of take them out oh right okay oh um there is some kind of futuristic stuff in there so i'm looking at the uh it seems like uh what's his uh, this is going to be a terrible name to pronounce from me here Marshallah Ali, um, who is 
from the Luke Cage series. If you've watched that, he's in a bunch of other movies as well. As well, um, apparently he's going to be rep- um, not reprising, but sort of uh, taking on that role. It seems it seems like it's a-, a fan pick between him and John Boyega. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah. Um. But to be honest, I- I've not really watched any of them, so I might have to go back watch a couple of them or they're going to be doing a sort of um what's it called sort of a, a re redo where they restart from the beginning do a original or origin story uh from yeah with Marvel. Cool. uh yeah because uh, i know i think we talked about this before but morbius is being filmed with uh jared leto yeah jared leto in the sony universe and he's obviously a vampire so it's possible that that this is why we're getting information on blade you know um there's more proof that the uh, Sony and uh, MCU are going to be working a lot more together in the upcoming years. Yeah, I mean, you made a kind of you made a good point there about uh, about like vampires. That like I don't think in um in Marvel there have actually been that many supernatural. I guess like they've all had kind of like magical powers, but they've never actually had like you know they've all had magical powers, but they've never really had like vampires and they've never gone into yeah. that aspect of the supernatural i mean you've had shapeshifters but you haven't had werewolves you've had all, yeah. witches like you had scarlet witch but you haven't had the traditional witches exactly. although that's debatable well i mean yeah you could you could argue that in one division there are the uh the uh traditional witches but you're very very correct there like we've already we've already seen the uh sci-fi versions a uh, sci-fi side sorry of the mcu so this is I think going into the next couple of phases, we might be looking at a more, um, a darker, more uh, grittier. fantasy. Uh, yeah, grittier, not fantasy. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, uh, side of the MCU. Um, because obviously with Blade, you get Moon Knight, and then obviously with um, with Moon Knight, you can get uh, Black Widow, which introduces in Taskmaster. There's just a bunch of like knock-on effects um, that can like come on from it. Like introducing all of these new characters, and uh, I'd love to, I'd love to see it like a grittier version of the MCU. To be honest, oh yeah, definitely. I think the MCU, like a grittier MCU, would be really like interesting because they really need to kind of like change the tone of what they're doing. Because honestly, I think a lot of us are starting to feel Marvel fatigue in terms of everything starting to feel really formulaic. Like Endgame, as good as the movie was. <clears throat> It felt way too cliche, like, oh, all oh, the good guys win, and oh, there's a sacrifice, and oh, like, I, it didn't really feel like there was much original, there wasn't much originality there. There wasn't anything, kind of, that hadn't been done before. It was just done on a bigger scale, I think, is, is the best way of put it, putting it. It was hyped up, but I don't think it lived up to the hype. And then, so far, the next... Um, the next Marvel phase has started, and it's not really gone off to a great start. One division was pretty disappointing towards the end. It had a really strong start, really weak ending. It had uh, then you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really mm, start. Then you had it pick up in the middle, and then again, the ending was just <clears throat> anticlimactic. And then next we got Loki. Loki's um, starting soon, if it hasn't already. Um, to be honest, I don't know about... I think I think with WandaVision, there was, a, there was a lot riding on it being the first show 
of Disney Plus, and of course they weren't expecting it to be. They were supposed to be, um, I think, third or something in line for the releases. So I kind of understand a little bit why it can be seem it can seem uh, disappointing. Um, but with um, Winter, what's it what's it called, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I totally agree. It's been it had a slow start, picked up in the middle, but I think the ending was all right for a um, for a six part TV show. Just uh, before we go, then uh, <laughs> the original thing that we we're talking about was Blade, and that has been delayed to uh, the filming has been delayed till 2022 and it is likely to be released in 2023 so on to our second topic now where we are going to be talking about how blizzard are losing players so according to blizzard's latest financial results it reveals that 2 million players were lost across several games in 3 months. So, um, according to the figures, 29 million player- there were 29 million players in February, which was the 4th quarter of 2020, um, and it, it dropped to 27 million this quarter. So, um, 11 million players were lost in total in the last 3 years, but their revenue is still increasing, and, uh, it seems that obviously, you know, like, uh, right, just, I'm just gonna say this, right? I can see why Blizzard are losing players, because Overwatch, I'm sorry, but Overwatch is just, no. I don't like Overwatch anymore, it got, it just got boring. It got very, very boring. Um, World of Warcraft, fair enough, that's still a big game, it's still quite popular. Um, but honestly, I don't know too many games that Blizzard actually make. I know Activision make a lot of games, but Blizzard themselves, not a, not a clue. And I think maybe new games might help them gain a little bit more popularity, maybe get a few more people back, like Overwatch 2, which is, again, something I have no idea why they want an Overwatch 2. I don't understand why they aren't just going to keep the main game, but hey, that's their choice. But um, new games, I think, would definitely bring players back. But otherwise, <coughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. Blizzard are just... I, I guess Blizzard are boring. Um, And I know people are going to shoot me for that, but... Blizzard are just not... I haven't heard of Blizzard in years, honestly, in terms of new games. Activision, yes. Activision, we hear all the time with the latest Call of Duties and the latest Call of Duties and the latest Call of Duties. Over to you, David. Uh, to be honest, I've never really played an Overwatch game. An Overwatch game. A Blizzard, ga a Blizzard game, um, maybe apart from like one or two games of like Overwatch um, with a friend, but like apart from that I've never really played it. But I do know like in the last, like if, if you go back maybe 10 years, maybe a bit more, um, actually no, 10 years I'd say, Blizzard were running the game, absolutely killing the game when it came to, when it came to the uh, video game industry. And it seems like the only reason they've fallen off is because A, microtransactions, but also because don't really think people want to play those games anymore, you know? As you said, like they've not really tried to stay current with the times. They didn't put out a Battle Royale when the Battle Royale thing was going off, like five years ago and of course like you could say oh well the battle royale that genre is cringe and like everybody was putting out a game yeah and a lot of people are doing really well because of it um we were, were talking about we were talking about this before we started recording apex legends has been going on for nine seasons and it's been pretty consistent throughout those seasons i'd say apart from maybe season seven i guess um fortnite again pretty consistent they made a huge following ties with a bunch of incredibly incredibly big companies um but like i didn't see blizzard come out with a single game and overwatch is basically 
they've not like they've not changed it it seems like they just keep adding i'm don't, i don't know if they keep adding like new legends or whatever they call like like agents maybe i don't I, as, as i said i don't really play a lot of overwatch but um I've, it doesn't seem like there's a new game out or anything like it seems like that game's kind of died out so to be honest it just seems like they're they they're killing themselves um if if you know what i mean um and i i mean i guess you could argue that that this sort of this sort of genre of gaming is coming back with a with a because of valorant um and a lot of people playing um csgo now for some reason uh, um so i mean they might get a lot more people playing overwatch but honestly they should just put out a new overwatch game i don't know what they called it or what they do with it but they just need to put something new out to be honest it just seems like um because it kind of just seems like they're doing a epic and they're just updating the main source of income putting a bunch of like uh, microtransactions in it and then just waiting yeah it's like as you say like if you're not going to put out anything new if you're not going to put out anything new then you're not going to gain players and um again i think you you mentioned csgo which is obviously a valve game and again valve haven't made games in years like i think the most recent valve game is half-life alex and half-life alex was a vr game Game, I believe, which was not even, you know, um, it wasn't even like a proper, like, full Half-Life game, if I'm correct, I don't know. But um, I know it was, yeah, it, again, they just didn't, they haven't made games in years, and I'm surprised that people are still playing their games. I mean, TF2, fair enough, but um, CSGO, I mean, I've seen the graphics for CSGO. I don't know whether it's just the things I've seen, but the graphics don't look amazing. But um, yeah, it's, you know, if you're not going to put out new things, then you're not going to gain new players. So maybe Blizzard and Valve, um, both of them, should stop making new games. Um, looking at you. Valve for a Team Fortress 3. But otherwise, uh, that is the end of that topic. So, on to our third topic now, where we are going to be talking about Gamescom 2021 and digital-only events. So, um, there were plans for Gamescom to be a hybrid show this year with in-person demo stations. However, um, on a tweet, in a tweet from on the 5th of May, Gamescom announced that they are going to go digital only, which is good news as it means it's free of charge to attend, and the show will be starting on the 25th of August and ending on the 27th of August. The change was explained by Gamescom and they said many of its partners were unable to dedicate themselves to a live physical presence, which given the current uh, pandemic, it's, you know, it, it's understandable. And another the potential reason as well is Gamebooks. Gamescom is usually hosted in Germany and only 8.3% of their population is currently vaccinated, which means that there are probably going to be more infections if they went there. <coughs> so, um, you know, that makes a lot more uh, indoor gatherings and stuff really risky. So, uh, very sensible there from the, uh, from the organizers. What else is different this year? Well, uh, there'll be an even larger focus on games and hopefully there's going to be more of a community atmosphere and other events such as Apple's event a couple weeks ago now um, they also took a similar approach and uh, with the Apple silicone launch and the release of the new IMAX AirTag and more and it's not just them that are doing that as well we also have the Crunchyroll Expo as well which is online um, <clears throat> online as well so I know that's happening relatively soon but um, yeah it's in terms of 
digital only events like a lot of companies been doing this as i said crunchyroll apple funko they've been doing they've been doing them recently as the emerald city comic-con uh normally happens you know but uh unfortunately that had to move online this year and they were slowly releasing and teasing which ones uh which funko pops they were going to release this year so that's fun but um yeah it seems that a lot of these companies are going for online only digital only events because hey that's that's the way it's going to be um because honestly it makes sense you know people want these events to happen people want to continue going to these events but at the same time if it's going to be dangerous and potentially fatal um you know people aren't going to want to go in in physical places and it's also just very irresponsible i think of any organizer to say that it's okay to go to these events at this current point in time also i'm just going to say these events the ones that i've seen are actually pretty well organized they're pretty decent considering they're online a lot of people think that they're just a little cheap shot money grab but like cash grabs but they're not because a lot of these are actually free to attend so uh yeah so harry what are your opinions on this then i think it's it's so i think it's a good idea to do online versions because well during this time as you said nobody's going to risk it or well people who are going to risk it are the people who are vaccinated where the events normally are held not many of them are so i can understand that and as you you said that some people think of it as like a money grab and you said that quite a lot of them are free. It's I find it really irritating that people would say, "Oh, they're just doing it because they want more money. They want to no, they just want to do it to give some either well, give something back to the community or you know trying to trying to get something more, give it make it more normal again." What do you think about this, David? Uh, to be honest, I've I've been interested in going to one of these events um before, but obviously with the paying and travel, it, it never seems to work out. Pack um or not packs uh, but I know there's a few that are held sometimes in England and I I just am not allowed ever so that sucks but with it being online this is really good uh, especially for like people who just don't go out and don't want to go to uh, crowded areas with a bunch of people and uh, it, and but they do want to go to um, a, a, a conference you know this is this this is a this is perfect for people like that and to be honest I'm pretty excited I'm not sure how they're gonna sort out the uh, the showing of games and just like the like demo because I know in a, at a lot of these conventions they allow people to uh they allow people to just like lay sort of betas like short short demos of new upcoming games so i'm not sure how they're going to do that um with this and how that's going to work out uh but i i probably i'm probably going to go well go attend um at least one uh probably attend a couple that have my interests um but it's, it, i just i just don't get how they're going to do the convention side of this convention you know what i mean because that's very gonna that's gonna be very difficult to do um obviously digitally but they're able to pull it off this this uh this would be great um i mean hopefully next year everything will be back to normal so we won't be doing this again but to be honest if anything if worse comes to worse and we do have to do this again then at least they'll you know have sorted out their kinks right so that brings us to our break and after the break we are going to be talking about Haven Entertainment and the Stadia developers, the Apple vs Epic Games lawsuit and we will be having a broader discussion about Epic Games. We will see you after the break. <music> 
And we are back after that short break, and we are now going to be talking about the Apple vs Epic Games lawsuit. So this is the biggest court case going on at the moment, and it is a court battle between Epic and Apple after Fortnite was removed from the App Store back in 2020. It prevents 116 million of the 350 million players updating the game and this uh th this has been uh, taken to both the courts in the us australia uk and european uh courts so yeah it's a lot of a lot of lawsuits going on there currently other games uh using unreal engine are available although this could change if epic loses so what caused apple to pull fortnite well, this is because Apple allowed players to buy V-Bucks and bypass the App Store um, in the process, which means that Apple missed out on their revenue cut. So basically what they did is um, you have to go through the App Store because when you go through the App Store, the um, any purchases that have been made go through uh, Apple and they take their cut and then Epic Games get their cut as well. However, um, what, actually, uh, what Epic actually did is they installed their own payment system which meant that you didn't go through Apple and you went through them instead, meaning that uh, Epic were able to take all of the money um, from the transaction as opposed to um, Apple taking that, I believe, 30% profit. So yeah, um, the arguments from both sides, Epic uh, launched hashtag free Fortnite, which protests against Apple's 30% cut of the App Store purchases, and they claim that Apple's policies are restrictive and lead to a monopoly, and uh, they want to open up the doors to non-App Store apps on iOS devices. So the monopoly is when one company has the majority over all the others. So for example, let's use uh, games, gaming companies as an example. So let's say that Epic Games then bought all of the major gaming companies like Take-Two and Activision. That means that because they have all these major gaming companies, they can change the prices to whatever they want and people will pay for them because all of the other smaller companies uh, will be forced out and they'll either be undercut or the other things will be overpriced. And basically it means that there's no room for people to compete, meaning that these majorities um, can just get away with whatever they want. However, Apple, um, on the other hand, are claiming that Epic violated an agreement which was made between the two companies. And uh, the dates of these courts, uh, it in the US it started on the 3rd of May for 20 in 2021 and is likely to continue for a long time. No dates have been announced for the Australia and the UK and Europe yet, however the fight is likely to continue throughout 2021 and 2022, so this is going to be a very long and arduous process. Now Epic have also um, been sued by Apple and, um, uh, by Apple, Epic and Google are both suing each other as well because um, Google then removed Epic from their app store, from the Google Play store, which um, is a slightly different case, which I think um, is actually Epic's fault. However, in terms of Apple, um, I think Apple really do deserve what they're going to get. And the reason I say that is because Apple, um, <coughs> Apple only have one app store. As on Android, you can download different app stores. Like you got the Samsung, uh, you got the Galaxy store, you got the Google Play store, which is the one that people use the most. And then you've got um, a way of downloading third party apps onto your device, onto your Android device, um, which can be Epic Games uh, Launcher, which is uh, what I what I originally downloaded Fortnite on on mobile. So you can still play Fortnite on Android, but on iOS, 
you can't download third-party applications and you can only get stuff that goes through the App Store. And that means that there is no way of any of these other stores challenging the monopoly. So um, I think that's a very fair case for Epic. However, the fact that they knowingly breached the terms of service, I don't think is going to help their case at all. But um, yeah, I think that Epic have a relatively strong case. The fact that it hasn't been thrown out by the US courts when it went in, went into the preliminary um, stages, the fact that it went to trial means that the judge clearly does think that there is something there. Although it seems that the judge is actually quite skeptical of Epic's argument of the major uh, of the monopoly, and obviously Epic will not only have to prove that uh, Apple have the monopoly, but that they're abusing their power and um, it's it's they're abusing the public's trust. So that is going to be a very hard win for them. But, uh, you know, I, I reckon they're in with a shot, but who knows? Uh, but I wish Epic Games the best of luck in the lawsuit against Apple. Um, however, I think I don't know too much about whether Google versus Epic has been thrown out yet. But um, yeah, I, I don't think they should win the Google lawsuit because I think um, violating their terms of service when they fought so hard to get onto the Google Play Store, then they violated the terms of service and yeah I, I don't know that one was that one was a little bit bad on their part but um hey i don't know how much you guys know about the lawsuit or how closely you've been following any of this but uh harry what do you think of this uh this major lawsuit it's i i'm i'm split because i can see both sides of the argument i can see if okay so the stuff that apple have been saying i can understand and all, all of that but then on epic side as well how they're monopolizing this and they're not and they're not allowing any third party applications i can understand both it's it's just I don't know which which I would which I would hope wins because Epic as much as I dislike them as much as I dislike one of their games them as a company they do they're not bad company I can understand I'm I don't mind them they're okay Apple is the same I dislike quite quite a few of their products mainly because of one small factor but the rest of it is actually pretty good because a lot of it is better than a lot of things I hope that I do hope that the neither of them use some sort of sleazy tactic to win because if they do, I'm just going to... Quite a lot of people are going to just lose faith in them. And whoever... Well, whoever loses will also have their faith... Will have, have, will have the, the community's faith loss. Like, they'll lose their faith in them. So this... it's This is going to be a difficult and big battle, I'd say. I completely agree. David, what do you think about this uh, this lawsuit? It seems like Epic um, violated a agreement in the clause and are now suffering the consequences i don't understand um what seems to be the issue because they signed the they signed the, the contract which means they they read the policies and they were fine with it before but now that they've been caught out on bypassing these policies it just seems like it just seems like epic are trying to rally against a company sure who are very evil and they make a bunch of money and it's like terrible but to be honest you signed the contract you read the policies already it's not like it was hidden from you you know so for you to then get up and start complaining that they're restrictive just seems like well why did you sign the contract why didn't you negotiate better terms i don't understand why what happened there i mean that is fair enough um i mean yeah the fact that they they willingly broke these terms of service and it wasn't as if they did it accidentally they it, it, they knew exactly what they were doing so <clears throat> 
So clearly, clearly that's um, that, that, that that's something that's going to impact their case. And on those grounds, I don't think they'll win. I wish them the best of luck, but I don't think they're going to win on the grounds that they did willingly and knowingly, you know, they broke these terms of service, which was an illegal agreement between the two companies. However, the argument that they bring up, I think is the more important thing. And I think that's what they were trying to raise awareness of. And the, <clears throat> the thing is, like a lot of people were saying about console and that, and how, you know, console take profits and and all that, which again, you know, it's a fair argument, but um, in terms of mobile, um, Apple really do hold a majority. Um, they do hold this massive um, kind of bargaining chip, but hey, we'll, we'll see how it goes in the future. Moving on to our Let's Talk then, which um, is again about Epic Games. Epic Games are very, very, uh, you know, they are a great company in terms of the games that they've made. They have a long, uh, a long list of games. I mean, they've recently bought uh, Mediatonic, who are the creators of Fall Guys. They have bought Psyonix who are the creators of Rocket League. They have made Fortnite, Battle Royale, um, Save the World, beautiful game. Uh, And then Fortnite Creative again. But uh, yeah, I mean, they also make games such as Robo Recall, which is is a game that you don't hear much about. And also Battle Breakers, again, a very good uh, game for those people that like turn-based games. But uh, one thing that's on our list here, right, is called Rocket League Sideswipe. Now, I did a little bit of research on that, and it turns out that it's actually a a Rocket League mobile game and not gonna lie it actually looks pretty good the alpha footage looks really good but um yeah I mean that that's that is really cool honestly but um I think Epic Games they were the first ones to do full cross-platform which was a very big step in terms of what we can do now which is why we now have cross-play between all uh all consoles and PC and that with Apex, which is you know really really cool, and um, just in general, a lot of a lot of crossplay games now, um, a lot of games now crossplay thanks to Epic Games, and um, that's something really important. However, um, Epic Games aren't the lovely company that they make themselves out to be, as Fortnite Save the World is just a massive example of a company getting really greedy. Because I have gone on about this multiple times, and I will say it time and time again: Save the World is a great game, but Epic Games have not added any new original content that hasn't been recycled or repurposed for a good year or two. And I'm not on about like, oh, Robo Ray, because that's a new thing that's just come out. Oh, look, Ray's got a body. Let's add in a couple voice lines and a little mini quest. That's not that, that's not what we're on about. We're meaning full scale quest lines. That is what we're waiting for. Full scale quest lines and like a Twine Peaks storyline. Epic They've gone on their, they have claimed on Discord, one of the Epic employees claimed on Discord that they never promised us a Twine Peak storyline. Now, when you piss off a community, when you piss off an entire fan base, they will drag you down with them. And oh my god, they got absolutely bombarded with all the broken promises about the Twine Peak storyline. And they promised a while back that they were going to add a separate item shop for Save the World. That was something they were going to do. It was going to be, you purchase things, I believe, with gold, and then you can use them in both Battle Royale and Save the World, which would have been pretty cool. Um, uh, Another fan 
thing was a legendary pickaxe because our pickaxes when you fully upgraded them used to be legendary however that's now being uh, downgraded to uncommon because they added it in battle royale thanks very much for that epic and um penny penny was supposed to be a skin that we were all uh we were all gonna get everyone was like oh we should get penny because that's a say the world skin nope we didn't get penny that went straight into the item shop and kyle hasn't been released yet and hopefully we'll get that but i doubt we will because epic games are money hungry um however they have you know we when we thought they'd just given up on say the world they suddenly added fortnite crew and this month in fortnite crew they have added which again just quickly off to the side fortnite crew is a paid subscription service which gives you the battle pass a free skin <clears throat> free air quotes uh skin and it gives you now save the world which is just very sad considering <clears throat> a lot of us paid uh a lot of money for that game and um yeah well <laughs> boohoo but um yeah i mean it's the, at least now that they've added it to fortnite crew it means that a lot more people will be able to play the game a lot more people will be able to experience and, and enjoy the game like a lot of us have but uh yeah honestly it's um hopefully you know if epic games can milk save the world for just a little bit longer then hopefully we can enjoy the game for a little bit longer because honestly we were expecting a server shutdown this year now that they've added it to fortnite crew that gives it another i guess two years left of life until epic games decide that it's finally they've finally milked their fan base dry and they can't do anything uh anything else and that's when say the world will shut down but um that's that could be me being very pessimistic or it could just be me describing epic games absolutely perfectly uh but i don't know how you guys uh feel about epic games i mean david what do you think about epic I've lost I've lost all interest in Save the World. I think when I first started playing Fortnite, I was saving up money to buy Save the World. Thank God I completely forgot about that because I, it just seems like it's all fallen off. Um, I, I, I don't like, I don't really like the company. Um, and I don't know if it's because I feel like they keep putting money in a, in a game that a lot of people just have lost interest in, lost interest in. Like, um, I know I've lost interest, lost interest in it. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who defend Fortnite say, oh no, a bunch of, loads of people still play it, like 2 million. But how many of those 2 million people are like 8 years old, you know, and clinging on to something that they think is fun when in actuality it's like terrible. I think the new update with the new primitive guns is, is pretty cool, but it just, it, it's going to lose um, in the long run. And I think I saw a, I saw a video by Cypher PK um, talking about how now there's just nothing new that they can add that would interest him or a lot of like other people to go back and play it's just run its course and uh they need to think of something soon i'll be honest the robo recall thing that looks interesting that looks good they should stop pushing that instead of fortnite because honestly that i mean if they fix that up that could maybe be pretty pretty insane same with the rocket league white side swipe i think we've been like waiting for a Rocket League um, mobile game for like forever it seems like um, but now Epic have come in and they've like helped make this so cool um, Battle Breakers I've not really taken the time to like go into it but if it seems like if you play Legends of Terror, you might enjoy this it seems like it's gonna sort of just um, a uh, uh, turn taking you just take a turn doing bloody bloody attacks and stuff like that they're just a pretty straightforward uh, game um, but yeah I, I just have no interest in Fortnite anymore uh, and honestly because of that I also have no interest in Epic um, so unless they come out with something huge I'm not gonna really mess with anything
Uh, over to you, Harry. Yeah, I so Epic Games as a company, cool, but their games like well, Rocket League, that and their the mobile game. I think that'll that'll be really good. The Fortnite, I've lost interest. I hate it. I would say that's probably because of one player base and two the fact that I've been I was I've been playing it for about close to a year and a half, maybe two years. So I probably played it too much. So I don't like it. And David, you said something about was it? I've forgotten which of you said it, but it was like I think Primitive Guns was it? Yeah, they added like these new yeah. like bone weapons or something like that. That's interesting. I don't know if I'd play the game because of that or whatever else they've done. And to what Marcus said about Save the World, they've about they they've either recycled content or just haven't put anything in for how long was it? A year, maybe two years? Updates with updates with um decent content that the fan base will decent, actually like storylines. Storylines yeah. and stuff. I mean, we yeah. we had a pretty major update a little while ago, but that was about the most recent update. Um, so mm. yeah, we went for about a full year without anything actual decent. It's yeah the the only two games that I'd say are the like biggest in Epic Games's lineup would be Fortnite, Battle Royale, and then Rocket League. And well, Rocket League as yeah, that's still got a lot it can do. And the fact that Fortnite has got nothing, and they have to really start thinking about what they can put in it you can really see that it's it's gone to the end of its life so what do you think like do you think that's it for epic then for epic i don't think this is it i think it's the end of like a specific game but epic will probably make another game or continue with another with a different game and keep on going so that brings us to the end of our episode if you would like to see more of us you can go find us over on twitter and instagram at minds of people pc we also have a youtube channel which is the same name as the podcast and you can go find us over there and we'd appreciate it if you went and gave us a like and subscribe because you know like a couple of videos it really does help um you know we'll uh, we'll get there eventually also we would uh, appreciate it if you hit the notification bell both on youtube and also over on Spotify as well to get notified every time we drop a brand new episode. And uh, we also have a website which you can find linked in the description down below. And we will uh, we constantly update that website so you can have a look at our uh, featured episodes, episodes that we think you know might be good for you if you're stuck on anything you uh, and you don't know what to watch. And uh, yeah, we also just have some general things uh, on that website too. We also have a Discord server which we would love you to join. We've added a couple more channels now, uh, so we can uh, engage with you guys a little bit more, talk to you about films, TV, mu- uh, movies, you know, and games and all that. And uh, yeah, we would love for you to come join us over here because we've got a really friendly, nice community. And uh, yeah, that is about it. So just before I go, I'd like to thank our host for today david and harry thank you both for joining me today no problem i'm thanking you for allowing me to be here uh we'd also like to thank you for listening and we will see you in the next one goodbye peace bye